Welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. How's it going, guys? How's everybody doing? Good. Tracy, you're back from Florida. How are you back feeling? From Florida. I'm feeling pretty good. So, uh, foot's a little bit sore, but, you know, doing okay. Uh, have an appointment coming up soon with the doctor, see if we can get this thing figured out, because on these long runs, it flares up. But, you know, we'll get it. Fixed, but I was telling Jake before we started, I'm missing the 75 degrees and sunshine and dull whips. But other than that, I'm doing okay. <laughs> um, if you guys get a chance, uh, over in Epcot, they just really they just opened the new Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, and mm -hmm. it's Space Mountain 2.0. Okay. Space Mountain 2.0. Yeah. I'm assuming 2.0 is better. <laughs> Yes, it, it, okay. it just—it's like I don't it's know. Like we're Space in Mountain, we're in 2023, so I don't know if we're at 10.7 or like, yeah. I don't know. You know, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's like you're in front of this giant IMAX screen, and while the coaster is going, the the car will rotate on the track, so you're always facing the screen. So you'll be going this way, but you're facing this way, and then you'll oh, like vomit burn as you go around the and watching the movie and stuff. It's it's nice. pretty sweet. Yeah, this is this sounds like one that I will try at least once if I'm there and it's not hope the, and hope I'm not going to get sick on it. It's not it's really smooth. Like I was really surprised. I was worried about that too. Okay. I I just I don't do well with with rides that go in circles or simulate going in circles. It, it's, it's just kind of a gradual as you're like moving along the in front of the screen like as you like as you turn it just slightly turns you so you can keep seeing it. But yeah, it's it's not it's Fun. not bad. Yeah. But and then Tron is opening in April. So they were doing testing. So we got to nice. see some of the parts go. So that's cool. Yeah, I know they were doing testing. Um a, a TikToker that I follow, her husband was there doing the half marathon and they had videoed some of the testing on the Tron tracks. And that yeah, ride looks pretty cool. Yeah, that one looks a lot of fun. My so, my son, who has promised me that he's gotten better at being quiet, just came over to quietly remind me that I don't like the teacups, which is mm. a true statement. I mean, well, that's a serious twirl, though. That's not like yeah, that, that is a hard. That's not like a Sunday afternoon stroll. That's like a Friday night. <laughs> Although that's crazy kind of a house. self. That's kind of a self-imposed. Like you can you can just kind of slowly spin, or you can really get it cranked. But I but think even either not, even if you don't spin, yeah. the track is spinning. So right. they're they're yeah. I mean I get that you can control the velocity of your your cup, but you're still <laughs> spinning on the track. So you're like double spinning. No. Do you think that's a conversation they had when they were creating the ride? So what's the top velocity of each teacup that we can get Probably. going? I'm sure it was. Time? I bet they yeah. See, I so bet that I bet that conversation came up after. Yeah. Because there were a lot of problems at Disneyland. Opening. the first go round. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're like maybe before we worry about the velocity oh, of the teacups, yeah. we should figure out how to not have people's high well, heels sink into the yeah, pavement. And, and in Autopia, <laughs> they did not have the guardrails. So cars yeah. are just going wherever. 
Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's still a car somewhere that's not in Disneyland that was Probably. supposed to be on Octopia. <laughs> that ride needs to go away, by the way. I'm sorry if you love that ride. I think it's outdated and not yeah. fun, and it takes up so much space. All of Tomorrowland needs and, to be revamped in Disneyland. And, and I don't know that all of me, it does, but it at does. least that area, that is yeah. so much reality that yeah. something cool could be put well, there, a.k.a. Tron or something yeah. yeah well and and you're right it is outdated and i used to love autopia as a kid but going there with my kids and standing in line and breathing in the fumes from all of the little go-kart engines like that makes me sick in a totally different way than the teacups make it's, me sick. it's electric now if that helps is it yeah, really? Because it smelled bad the last time I was at there. Least, at least in Florida, it appeared to be electric. I didn't smell anything. I, I didn't ride it, but well, Florida really probably has it a fair amount away. So Florida be probably really has weird stricter, if... stricter uh, exhaust laws than California. <laughs> they absolutely don't care. No, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, no, I'm with you, Val. I would not be sad to see Autopia go and have it replaced with something else. And I, I get it. I know there's a lot of people that really love those cars, but they could add something yeah. in, no problem. Yeah. It's a way past. We want to go into the future, which would be Tron. Yeah, yes. Tron would be awesome. Yes. Uh, but I also agree with you, Tracy, that there's a lot in Tomorrowland that needs to be redone in Disneyland. And probably, I can't imagine Magic Kingdom's that much better. Than what they it's, have in Disneyland. It's not, but they do have the people mover still, which yeah, I know to my heart. Yeah, but <clears throat> Disneyland still has the real Pirates of the Caribbean, this and not some cheap knockoff. This like is very true. Um, although I'll tell you, it's interesting in Paris. <laughs> in Paris, they tell the story backwards. So you start with the with the town being ransacked, and then you end up with the skeletons on the beach at the end, which makes sense. Yeah. So that does make sense. All I, right. got to, uh, I got a final ride on Splash Mountain before it closes down. So that was fun. Took a bunch of video for our friend Ty. Yeah. I, I've, anyway, I won't get into Splash Mountain because I know there are some people who feel very strongly both ways on Splash Mountain. But I've always thought it was weird that they went with <laughs> Song of the South for the theming of Splash well, Mountain. You know because why? Even when right? it came out in the 90s. Well, it's because when they closed America Sings, they had characters that looked like it would fit with Song of the South. And that, they went, well, that'll be easy. And this was in the Michael Eisner years. Yeah. So instead of reskinning some animatronics, they just went, let's just use the same ones. I don't yeah, know that it's... you should use the phrase reskinning as we talk about this ride. <laughs> <laughs> Re... Waddling. <laughs> <laughs> i'm excited i think this is the thing i love zippity doodah i love that yeah. song i understand where it comes from there are some people um on both sides of the fence that love and or hate it for whatever reasons and we won't get into it but i just love the idea of of walt disney said the park is never going to be finished yeah. so if you right. keep everything the same you are not following along with his vision for the park and when they bought disneyland they didn't know it was going to be so big and they didn't think about buying more land around it unlike right. florida so they can't really 
add on any more without changing things. So I'm excited to see, because I love Princess and the Frog. Well, and they're not too. changing the ride. Right. Like, as the ride, as the attraction goes, they are changing the story in which you get, to, you get to experience as you go through. So it's not like they're tearing it down. It's right. very much like the Tower of Terror, yeah. um, which I love. But I also think, okay, there's there's a new thing mm -hmm. out there that we can experience. And I think every 35 years, like it's these okay. rides should change to different stories because there's different stories being told. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, and the effects teams are so much better now. And it's kind of funny because you can tell the last couple of years, having been there the last couple of years, that they kind of knew that the update was going to happen. And so they have not spent any money or time on the, 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 the rehab, you know, keeping it up. So there's like a lot of lights burned out and a bunch of the animatronics weren't working. And you could tell that they oh, were like, weird. I don't love we're just going to let that happen until we get the new I one. I don't in. love that. Cause that's I don't not either, Disney but, that I know, but, but there but are those be, rides that oh, you're, that we're always going to have. We're always going to have Peter Pan, even though they, they upgraded that a little bit. We're always yeah. going to have Dumbo you know, the rocket ride that's right at the front of Tomorrowland, that's always going to be there. And I like that ride for little kids that can just ride a rocket. And then as you get into Tomorrowland, you can get a little bit more crazy with the rides, but there's always going to be some of the originals yeah. there, yeah. which I like. Yeah. yeah. Like they're probably not going to get rid of the Matterhorn in Disneyland anytime soon. They need to, if the, they, they revamped the cars a couple of years ago and now it like gives you a chiropractic adjustment. They it's need the fix. worst ride at Disneyland. <laughs> I, I would rather Whoa. ride, I would rather ride Winnie the Pooh it's the painful. entire three days at Disneyland <laughs> than have to ride Matterhorn. <laughs> Matterhorn right. used to be pretty smooth and now it's really bumpy. All right. We are obviously yeah. going to say hurtful things to each other. So let's move on. Hey, just like you enjoy, really enjoyed Fableman's and you're happy that it won best yep. dramatic picture at uh, the Golden, the Golden Globes, Globes, the, the Globity Globs. That's what I call them. The Globity um, Globs. I like that. I don't agree with you. I thought it was cinematically good. It was on my top list, but I don't think it was best picture of the year. You can like the Matterhorn and I can think it's a steamy pile. Like, it's okay. We Yay. don't have to agree. <laughs> Wow. Okay. I like the way it visually looks and yeah. I like the stories behind Matterhorn and the fact that there's a basketball hoop and all that stuff, but it hurts to write it's, it it's and it hurts well. you after you write it, it and it hurts to. me thinking about writing it. See, I, I, I feel when, like they can do better. Yeah. When did they, when did they redo the cars? I want to say five no it's probably more than that probably 10 years ago probably, yeah. probably closer to 10 yeah because the last time i went was in 2020 oh yeah that was back before they switched it yeah 2020 was before they switched it oh 2020 i was thinking 2010 sorry no 2020 oh, okay yeah, yeah i liked I it when the seats were front it. to back and not like yeah. i liked it when you had to no yeah, yeah. yeah. when it but, felt like a luge yeah I'm sure they'll go back and improve it. I'm sure that they'll fix it and it'll nah, be better. They got other things they need to do. And it's okay because that line is always long and I'm okay if I miss it. I'm not, yeah. I, it doesn't hurt my feelings. 
All right. Well, <laughs> let's talk about a movie that we can maybe hopefully agree on a little bit. Maybe. And get your hopes up. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm just no. kidding. I'm just kidding. You guys know how I feel about this movie. Little chef. <laughs> little chef. Put headphones on, little chef. <laughs> oh my goodness. Just kidding. All right, so we we have been talking about movies to brighten our day as we are in the middle of the worst month of the year, January. I think that's why I feel this way. It's just January. <laughs> it's, just, it's kicking my butt, man. It is, and and Tracy, a spiky. You were recently in seventy-five degree weather. Hopefully, sunshine, nice sunshine. We have not. We I don't know that the sun still exists. It, we've been stuck here in Salt Lake, where it's been <laughs> like just covered by clouds. For the last, it feels like 10 years. Yeah. And at least, so, at least so we haven't, as far as I can tell, we haven't had a ton of inversion. No, Why the inversion did you say it out loud? Bad. Why yeah. did you say it out loud? Sorry. <laughs> we just don't talk about it. And then we just, we all agree we that it's very good. We just don't talk inversion. about it. Be a regular Utah and push that down and pretend it doesn't exist and it it's, will not exist. It's exactly right. In, in, our uh well in our church meetings this morning one of the people that was speaking said yeah is it just me or does it feel like there's 150 days in january and sometimes <laughs> it definitely feels that way <laughs> so to help you all get through that we have picked movies to hopefully brighten your day and today it is tracy's choice and we're talking about if you haven't guessed if you're watching it <laughs> ratatouille I because love how I, two of our movies have like are in Paris. That's I true, know, right? Yeah, and that's our movie true. next week features French people. Yep, it does. Maybe fit, we need French to go people. do a podcast in Paris. Disney movies that make us go to Paris. I'm down. I'll see if I can get that taken care of. Disney Paris. <laughs> You're a travel person now. Come on, get on. Am okay. I, or do I just call myself one? <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, thank you till you make it. Fake it till you make it. We'll have to see if we can fit it in the budget uh, for right. movies that make us. Uh, speaking of. <laughs> speaking we of. We have some announcements coming out later this year that hopefully will help us do. with that budget. In, in coming weeks, we will have some, some big announcements as far as that goes. But in the meantime, and before we get into the movie, if you have not yet subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do. We appreciate it. We put out the call to try to get over 200 uh, last week. We are at 210, I think, when I looked last time. So okay. thank you, everyone who subscribed and helped us hit that goal. But we'd like to continue to grow our audience there. Uh, and if you've already subscribed and you're watching this video, please like it and leave a comment. That will help others to find the video as well. It'll move us up in the algorithm or however that works i'm throwing out words that i don't really know what they mean algorithm is one of them yes you do <laughs> that's true i don't know how it works though but i don't think anybody does so. people pretend i like to listen to people's conversations about yeah. algorithms and i just think to myself you don't know it, it is a constant topic of conversation with creators on tiktok they talk about the algorithm all the time and they're like yeah if you say this word then it'll bury you and you'll never get your views out there and then i'll scroll to the next video where they're talking about nothing but that word and it's got like 150 million views and i'm like so what you're saying is you don't know i don't think people that like even mess with the algorithm like for google and stuff i don't think they no. know i think what they do is they go in and they're like we have to get paid for something today 
yeah. hey, we, we, we changed the algorithm. <laughs> and then in 60 days, they'll do the same thing again. Yep. But it, we do know for sure that liking a video and commenting on it does help it get seen by more people. So please do that for us. And if you've subscribed, make sure you hit that bell so you get notifications when new videos drop. We won't bombard you. It'll be once a week, maybe twice. So, you know, we're nice yeah, like whatever that. Whatever we're feeling. Yeah. So Ratatouille. A movie about food and rats. Sounds <laughs> delightful. Well, do you guys know the background of this of this movie, the making We're of? waiting for you to tell us everything, Tracy. <laughs> Don't Welcome. you know that that's what this episode is that's about? What this rule is? Welcome, <laughs> Welcome to film school with Professor Tracy. <laughs> we both have We're, our snacks and our juices and our tissues. Ready to go. With Pixar, with Pixar, they have what they call the brain trust, which at mm -hmm. the time was um, John Lasseter. Um, they have like... Um, um, shoot, oh, the names are escaping me. Anyway, they have like the top creative people at Pixar and you pitch them a movie and, and this uh, director, Jana Pickman, had pitched Ratatouille and they liked it. I'm hearing myself for some reason. I'm here. Okay. Anyway, um, pitched the film and it was in um, pre-production for a long time, but it never officially got the green light. And then it got the green light and they started it and they just weren't happy with the way that it was going. And so they ended up firing the, depending on who you listen to, they either fired the director or the director walked away. It was probably a mutual decision. Um, and then they called Brad Bird in and Brad Bird basically rewrote the script in a week, like threw almost everything out, rewrote the script and then pulled all the animators and people together. And he said, I know you've been working on this for a year and a half now. We have a movie coming out in less than two years. We have a firm deadline. We can't miss that deadline. So I need to ask you to like all pull in extra hours, but we need to make this work. Um, and they did. And it it's one of, in my opinion, it's one of Pixar's best. Yeah, I think it's one of those, it's like a sleeper favorite mm -hmm. where when it came out at the box office, it came out at a time where it, it got kind of ran over a little bit um, by other movies. And it wasn't something that Disney audience was were used to. There are no princesses. Right. There are no robots. There's no, you know, like right. it's right. literally just this story about food and this um, rat and this human that kind of have to work together. And this overall story of like, you can do whatever you want. It may not look like what you think it should look right. like, right. Um, but like you really can dream outside of your bubble. Right. And, yeah. and I think it's one of those things that I'm always so surprised at how many people love it because I think the people, those of us that really love this movie, we think we're just, it's this small group of people. And right. then when I show up to Disneyland and everybody's got their little, Remy on their shoulder or like I bought a Ratatouille pin, one of the limited editions at D23 and I didn't buy any more because I was just thought, I mean, I'm really just the only fan, you're right? Not, you're not reselling <laughs> on eBay. And, and I go to the parks and everybody's looking, everybody wants my Remy pin and I'm not trading it. It's the only one I have. I can't, 
right. get that again, right? <laughs> so unless you got something really good, you're not getting that pin. And it just surprised me so much that everybody was looking for Ratatouille stuff. And it made me so happy. Yeah. It, it, it is interesting because I do feel like this is kind of in the midst of Pixar doing some of these movies that aren't the typical formula like mm-hmm. you guys mentioned. And um, to me, I always think the same thing. Like nobody's really into those movies yet. Those are the ones Ratatouille is one up is another where I feel like they've oh, really we... stood the test of time. Yeah. And this was, this was kind of the beginning of their, of their perfect s- series. Like, they had so many good movies all right in a row. I mean, you had this, you had Up, uh, Wally was the following year. You had Up. This was, this was Pixar to me. This was Pixar at their bravest um, in this era. And they've been a little bit safe lately. And I'd like to see, hopefully Elemental brings them out of that a little bit. But i like to see, you know, I'm a little worried about Inside Out too, but it's being directed by the same director that did the first one. Um who's now head of the studio. So, you know, that one could be good. I just, I love the fact that you have this story. It's such a bizarre thought to have rats, which are seen as these filthy disease ridden animals and to create this story about them in a kitchen. And so it's like the total underdog story. Right. And I love the theme about how greatness can come from anywhere and anybody can do anything that they want. You may not be the best at it, but if you want to do it, you can do it. And I felt that way a lot over the, the last weekend when I was doing my runs is it's like you see a lot of people in the like when you're walking to the staging area and you're walking to the corrals, like you can tell that there are like world class athletes. Right. And then there are but there's a lot of people who are like me, who are bigger people who are just there to to follow their dreams and to do something different and to step out. And it's like. I may not be able to ever run a, a six minute mile. So I can't be great at this, but I can be good and get within a 16 and get past the balloon ladies and finish this race, you know, and just that, that message is just so great. And I love the fact too, because I, a lot of people were initially turned off from the movie going, I don't want to see a movie about rats in a kitchen. And it's like, but they make such a conscious effort about, I stand upright because I don't want to walk I don't want to cook and eat with my hands that have touched the ground, you know, and then they're always constantly washing their hands. And I just think that's just so great. Although it is a little bit ironic that kind of one of the taglines, you know, you get it from, uh, is it Gusto, the the Mm -hmm. chef and his book, anyone can cook. And like we demonstrate that by showing that a rat can cook by controlling a person who actually cannot cook because (laughs) Alfredo Linguini cannot cook. But I think it's because he was never taught. Like he has no, I think everyone, it's just like everyone can sing, but not everyone is good at singing. And I think, I think that like, what I love is that just because your father is like this world renowned chef or a world renowned musician or whatever, doesn't mean you're going to be, good like he is at it but what he is good is enabling someone else who is better than him to be good and that's how they kind of circle the movie but i do love how that's ironic is that his son is the clumsiest (laughs) like person in the kitchen he has no clue whatsoever like his mom never taught him how to boil water i don't know like what happened there um and his last name is linguini which i think is 
just so much fun. But I do want to bring it to the voices because there are some yes. some big voices. Now, I am going to say um, that one of the reasons why I don't think this movie will be like another movie will be made quite like this again is because the male to female ratio in no. this movie no. is like 99 to one. Um, but Luckily, we do have one is really strong, but yeah, yes. but, it's, <laughs> but. <laughs> and she is, she is prominent, but like it, it is a, it is a big male cast, but we have yeah. some great people. We have Will Arnett. We have Patton Oswalt who I absolutely love. And I, this movie, like I liked him before this movie, but then yeah. at, like after I saw this movie, I just became a super fan of him. Yeah. And then you have Lou Romano, Peter O'Toole as Anton Ego, which I just thought was perfect casting. And I love the way that the character is so much like him. Brad Garrett, um, and then Janine Garofalo as Colette, and John Ratzenberger, of course, David Schwimmer is in there somewhere. I mean, just a lot of really great voices and and this is the thing i love about this movie is i don't like will arnett has one of the most distinct voices out there right like we all hear him on ford commercials you see him on lego masters arrested development even reese's peanut butter cup commercials it's like you know that that's will arnett you don't really notice as much like there's just a hint of will arnett there but like everybody in this cast they become this character and I get so frustrated They're voice with, actors. Right. And I get so yeah. frustrated with some of the other studios and that, that will cast somebody just because they're a name in order to sell the movie instead of having it be the right voice for that character, you know, and it, because, and oftentimes in those movies, they're not promoting the movie or the story they're promoting. Here's a list of all the voice actors. Yeah. And in this one, like you've got two animators doing vocals in this movie and they didn't get replaced because they were just so good at it. You've got Pete Stone who plays um, Remy's brother, Emil, which is, and, and he is, if you don't know, um, he's been a Pixar animator since the beginning. He's actually uh, directed the good dinosaur and is directing elemental that comes out next year. Um, Russell from up is based on him. Yeah. They, they like <laughs> caricatured him and made him Russell. Um, and, and the funny thing is with him is like, if you listen to him speak, he's a very fast talker. And so Brad Bird was like, okay, slow it down. Yeah. Slow it down. And then he made him have food in his mouth for every line because Emil's constantly eating. And so he like made him slow down and put food in his mouth in order to get the voice right. And you've got another animator who's the voice of Linguini. Um, which is again, it is just so great because you don't think of that as the actor, you think of that as the character. And Pan Oswald as Remy is just perfection. Yeah, I really like Patton Oswald as a as a voice actor. There's some things I'm not a fan of in some of his other performances, but his, he's his really really can get good. a little blue. <laughs> yeah. And and that's and that's even fine. It, I just I love really how like much he loves his though. wife and his daughter. Like I, yeah, yeah and that's awesome. Yeah, I love and that. Star Wars, and if I love how much chance, he loves Star Wars. Um, look up his comedy special where there's two that I love of his. Um, one where he talks about going back in time and killing George Lucas before he can make the prequels, absolutely <laughs> hysterical. And then he has one about eating dinner at Denny's, and it's just fantastic. But when he starts talking about food, I mean, in this movie, he's like, you know, you get this 
you get this nuttiness, you get this, this pow, you know? <laughs> what would you call that? Lightning-y? 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 Yeah, I, love, I love that, like, lightning-y? Yes! Um, <laughs> we gotta do it again. No, that's a bad no. idea. <laughs> well, but, and I, I just mean, love so... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was, I was just gonna say, the other thing that I they think is so great about this movie is what they had to do for the animation side of it. So when you, when you're um, making, when they were making the kitchen and the kitchen, the, the computer wants to make straight lines. And then when they went to Paris, they, this, I got to work at Pixar just for some of their trips that they take for, for, um, in, you know, inspiration. Like they took a trip to Paris for a week, did nothing but ride buses and motorcycles around the city of Paris and eat at seven of the finest restaurants in Paris. And, and, you know, I'm like, yeah, that doesn't suck. Anyway, um, they talked to the chefs and they said that they noticed that like the floors were kind of uneven in a lot of the kitchens. And the chefs were like, well, from all these years of dropping hot liquids and having people walk on it. And so they like had to teach the computer to make the floors slightly uneven. And if you watch it and if you know about it and you're watching it, you'll see that they don't quite line up. They don't quite match. And there's some tiles that are up a little bit higher. Um when they, the, when they put the night scenes in Paris, um, Paris has a lot of gray to it. A lot of the buildings are gray. And when they would put black into the scene, the, the computer wants to make like pure black at the time. It just wanted to put just like just solid black in there. And so then they had to go in and put in blues and purples and reds in order to kind of lighten it and give it kind of that painterly quality, especially in the scene where he's trapped Remy in the bottle and he's going to dump him into the, into the river and the fog is there and the lights are diffused from the fog. Um, it's just such a beautiful, like you can take prints, you can take stills from this movie and hang it up on a wall. It's just absolutely, the animation is stunning. It, it really is. And that blew me away as I was watching it again in preparation for this episode because the movie came out in 2007. Yeah. I mean, we're talking 15, 16 years ago now that it's come out and like, it's one of those movies that as you're watching, you're like, animation's not going to get better than this. It's just the textures, the looks, the lighting, all of that. It just looks amazing when he comes up. um, Well, first of all, the scene where he's going up through the, like the holes in the wall and everything. And there's all the different, scenes from paris as he's going up there and then he gets to the roof and he looks out and it's paris and he's like we've been in paris i've been under paris this whole time (laughs) that is a stunning scene i mean it's just amazing and that's that's incredible considering how how many years ago it was this is i mean this is why pixar developed that reputation for just being the best in the business as far as animation goes yeah and it still holds up a lot of animated movies, 16 years later, you look at it and you go, oh, that doesn't look so good now. And this this still holds up. It's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. seem like it was made that long ago. Uh-huh. And I think there are still people that are just discovering it today with their kids or grandkids or just on their own. It's okay to watch cartoons by yourself and as, as an adult. Absolutely. Um, I do it all the time. (laughs) Um, We're giving you permission if you needed it. Um, But it's just a lot of fun. And it is, it does feel like more of a mature cartoon just in the fact that, yeah, there are some like, there's some slapstick comedy, 
but it is kind of adult characters. But I do think that it's fun enough that kids um, will love it and it moves quickly enough, but it also is very grounded at the same time that adults don't feel like they have to sit through this this kids movie. It's, yeah. it's just this the magic that you don't see very often in that, you know, even with like Inside Out, there are moments where I loved watching it with my daughter, but uh, that feels very much like a kids animated movie that I don't know that I need to watch a ton of times. Um, mm -hmm. But this one is, is one of those that it doesn't feel annoying at all. It's just so much fun. It is a great ride, but also at the same time, it does have those great messages um, and really fun liners and like things that you'll remember every time I eat fruit and cheese and nuts together, I think I just close my eyes and I'm waiting for the music mm -hmm. and the colors. And I mm -hmm. just like, it makes you love food. Oh yeah. I love food. That's uh -huh. right. I love food so much. Thank you, Remy. Well, <laughs> it's funny too. Cause I watched the menu followed by Ratatouille this weekend. Oh so goodness. A, well, that's a good little, that's a nice little combination. And when he's like, there's no death in Ratatouille. So. Taste. You know? yes. <laughs> yeah. But, or else. <laughs> and, and speaking of rides, speaking of rides, there is a ride in Epcot. It's Remy's uh, adventure. And you ride in this little trackless car and you get to experience the, the kitchen from the rat's point of view. And it's just adorable. Um, but it's just, there's just something about this movie that just the whole idea of just anybody can do it. And, and the, and the, the physical comedy, Val, I want to go back to what you were talking about with Linguini. Like that is hard to animate. Like he's ducking underneath other waiters and he's spinning. And I was noticing too, the vocals on it is like perfect. Cause it'll be like, whoa and then he'll like have this little giggle you know? yeah <laughs> you know? and he's and but then it turns out that he's great on roller skates yeah which is, which is just, you know really funny and then they try and they bring that character to life in a different universe in everything everywhere all at once yes which to me just like they pay homage to this character but of course they you know make it a little more hokey but so much fun but they had to get a dancer a literal dancer to play a character like Linguini so that he can be that animated in real life, flexible character. Um, but to me, I was just thought, you know, like they could have picked any animated movie that meant anything to anyone, but they picked that. Cause one, it is very odd thinking of right. a rat in a hat, uh -huh. like making a human move like a puppet. Like <laughs> it's weird, it man. shouldn't work. It's it weird. shouldn't work. No. Well, and, and I think, you know, you guys have kind of hit on, on this being so entertaining. And um, I think there's just a lot of complexity to this movie. Yeah. Like on the surface, it is the story about a rat who likes to cook and anyone can cook and he helps this guy who can't cook and they work together and, you know, save this restaurant. But then there's like, there's Remy's story about how he doesn't fit in with his colony and how, yeah. you know, he's so different from everybody and him finding his place. And then there's Alfredo's story. And then there's, um, Dad, I feel really bad. The, the lady, what is her name? Colette. 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 There's Colette's story. Mm -hmm. And all of these stories are going on at the same time and they all meet in the, in the middle, right? It, in the climax, but at the same time, they're all their own individual story. It's just yeah. a story that has a lot of layers. It's like an onion and an ogre in that way. It just has a lot of layers. Well, I, see and I love, I love how ego is even this character that he yes. thinks he has to act how everyone right. 
you know, yeah. perceives him to be, and his name is Ego, and he's very much like the the guy from Chef in that, like, uh -huh. his persona is everybody just thinks that he's out to get everyone. He loves food just as much as the next person, and, you know, by the time, by the end of the movie, you know, he's willing to give all of that up and put money into this restaurant because he knows, you know, it's going to be good food, and it's the right thing to do. That scene with him when he eats the ratatouille is my favorite shot in the movie because it is so simple, but yet so poignant because who, who among us hasn't had something which reminds you and you're immediately like placed back in time and you know exactly where you were and exactly what the weather was like or that what the atmosphere was like and what you were wearing and what the smells were. And you're just like instantly transported back there and mm -hmm. he's just this little kid who hurt his knee and his mom makes him ratatouille. And it's just is this hearty warming dish that makes him feel better. And then all of a sudden it's like, he's back into his adult body and it's just so, so visually it tells the whole story and it's just perfect. Well, what's, what's amazing. And that's to me, that's a great example because you could make a whole movie about ego and how yeah. he went from being that little boy who you know loved his mom's ratatouille to this world-renowned critic who is you know super snooty and like Scary. how did he go from that point <laughs> to that point and that would be an interesting story and you feel like that story is fleshed out and written and out there somewhere and that adds to the realism of these characters because you feel like each of them has a story like i want to know yeah. The stew chef, I want to know what he was in prison for because he never <laughs> He gives all these different reasons, but obviously he's had an interesting life. And I honestly and, think he was never in prison. I, I think, think that is a rumor true. that was started, and he's like, This is working for I'm me. Gonna I'm gonna let it, it ride. I'm, I'm gonna let it, it ride. Yeah. yeah. And and um, that could be. I this to me too is one of Pixar's best scores. Michael Gia Giaconi, I can't ever pronounce his name. Gia, Anyway, Michael G, um, this score is so good. Like when he's, Remy's trapped, or Remy's under the table and he's trying to get ready to get his getaway and there's just kind of this quiet tension in the music and then he starts to leave and the music starts to pick up and then he stops and, and uh, uh, the chef appears to him and says, you know how to fix it, you know? And so he's like, yeah. throw something in and the music kind of sprinkles. But then as he starts to build the soup, the music becomes this very jazz part mm -hmm. because all these pieces are coming together. And so you start getting, and it's, and it's timed so beautifully. He like runs by and throws in some onions and you get the little bit of music. And then he starts throwing in more stuff and pouring in the cream and the music just builds and builds. And there's different instruments that are playing together all at the same time in this very upbeat, jazzy, happy score. And it's just, when I used to teach film, I would show that scene when I would talk about music and sound and how you build that to create a scene. And I just, it's just delightful. Yeah. I've, I've decided as we've gone, um, we, we had this and we had Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. And uh, when I'm doing our social media on Mondays, I look for music from the movie to go on our stories and um, I've just decided that that upbeat kind of French music mm -hmm. really brightens my day. And I just had no idea that that was the case until like <laughs> these last couple of weeks as I've been Which doing is funny because like French people, they don't care. I know that you're happy or not. They're just like living their best lives. 
They already know their music's the best. They, they already know their the food is the best. <laughs> I guess I, like, that's why. <laughs> when you reach the pinnacle like that, it's like, what's the point? Nothing's going to get better than this. Right? Um, no, I agree. Like, it's just, it's, it's fun and whimsical, um, Jake. And I think, like, I'm right there with you. It's just, it's one of those things that, you it's so good because you almost don't notice it because it fits so well and Mm -hmm. the other thing that fits so well in this is all of the individual characters i feel like when it when they have their comedy their comic moments in this um comedic moments in this uh movie when they have more of an ensemble going on it's very much out of the 30s and 40s um of comedy like when all of the rats have the inspector and 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 the door opens and they all look over you know like to me that is so old like old old hollywood because all their eyes get big and they all look over at the same time and then like it's one of those things that it's like classic comedy you know, that works every time. And it's not just like someone slipping on a banana or, you know what I mean? It's, it's smart. It's thought out. It's timely and it's animated. Yeah. Or every time, every time the one chef catches Alfredo with Remy and he's like, he catches him as a glimpse and then he comes back. He's like, Oh, I'm going to get my car keys or, you know, whatever. And yeah, (laughs) it is very well-timed and that's gotta be hard to do. I mean, that's hard to do like in real life. It's got to be hard to do that in animation and get it as well-timed as they do. Um, the the shot that I love, Val, speaking of the group, and, the, and this shot makes me laugh every single time. It's when Remy is making them wash their hands and he puts them into the dishwasher. And the dishwasher yeah. thing pops up and they're all like steamed out. Yeah, and it just like moves. Movie. Well, I just love that whole scene all together because oh, everybody yeah. has a job and it's quick, like you're here they all grab it go you're here go 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 and then, and then... jab and stick yeah <laughs> it reminds me in some ways of like um another movie we've talked about muppets take manhattan when the all the characters are in the kitchen you know mm-hmm. and rizzle the rats doing the butter in the pan but it's like skates yes. you know it's that type of thing but it's just uh, yeah you, you mentioned Gusto, the ghost of Gusto, and I've decided that guy's kind of a little jerk because most of the time he's like, oh, do this. And he gets Remy to get into trouble. And then whenever Remy gets into trouble, he's like, I don't know. I'm just a figment of your imagination. Like, I'm not real. This is but all really, your fault. Remy's a jerk because that's Remy's. I know, but it, like in those moments, <laughs> like, oh, no, do this. I'm inspiring you. And then when it, he gets in, oh, I don't know. I'm just a figment of your imagination. You're on your own here. <laughs> I'm just Worst your conscience. conscience ever. You're, you're the one that got yourself into this. You can get yourself out. <laughs> and and I loved I love the uh, the little caricatures that they did for the frozen food because that's you know that that's so true. When he has the frozen burrito line and he's got yes. the, the chicken line and he's got the I can't even remember. <laughs> there was a Chinese line and it was like Chinesey made easy or something like that. And it was, oh my gosh, it was so bad. And the corn dog, <laughs> which was literally a dog dressed up as a cob of corn. <laughs> you know, and I got to say, Brad Bird, I really like his work. Yeah. Um, I, 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 The Incredibles 2 had moments. The Incredibles was great. The Iron Giant is a classic. No. Um. I loved his Mission Impossible movie. I thought that was great. 
I really enjoyed Tomorrowland, and I'm way in the minority. I like I liked Tomorrowland as well. I like Tomorrowland a lot, and there's just something about Brad Bird that he is just so. I like the fact that his movies are so story centric. Like you care about these characters, you know, you really care for Remy. You feel for him. You feel for the dad when um, the scene where Linguini catches him in the jar and they're at the river and he's Mm -hmm. like, I'm talking to a rat. And then he looks at Remy and the animation is so delightful because he's like, wait a minute, can you understand me? And Remy's like scared and hunched down. He's like, yeah. And then he's like, I can't cook. Can I? And he's like, he's like, but you can. He's like, well, well, you know, a little bit, you know. And just that that the animation of that whole scene is just so beautiful. Yeah, that scene is great. And and then when he does let Remy out and he runs away, and just the look on Alfredo's face, and it was totally just a well, that's about right. That's, that's how life works for me. Yeah. yeah, and you just feel in that moment like that. That is just the amazing thing that Pixar can do in telling these stories because they do such a great job with the facial expressions and with the body language and everything to visually tell the story that they're telling. And I mean, in that moment, you just feel so bad for Alfredo Linguini. Well, and it's interesting too, because Remy is like always thinking he's in control, right? Even when he's in the the old woman's house and she's trying to kill the mice with a shotgun. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You know, um, but he still is like in control, but when he's in that jar and he's facing imminent death, like he's just this scared little bundle of fur and you just like your heart breaks for him. And then you feel for Linguini when he's running away and then he, he comes back, you know, and then the next morning when he comes into the apartment and I love the fact that that is like the tiniest little apartment. Like mm-hmm. you, got, you got to imagine that a kid who's like working as a garbage boy at the, at the restaurant is not making enough to really have a nice place in Paris. So it's like this little closet that he lives in. And when he goes the next morning and he thinks that Remy left him and Remy's instead cooking him breakfast. I just, I love that sequence. Yeah. All right. Well, Tracy, how are you going to grade it? <laughs> I love this one. I think this and Up are are my two favorite Pixar's. This one is is I, I don't know if I could choose between the two. I think it's one of Pixar's best. Um, like I said, I think the the vocal work is sublime. The music is great. The animation is great. Um, a plus on this one for me. Wow, Val, what about you? It's an A for me. I mean, it's just so fun. And again, it doesn't feel dated. You can keep going back. I mean, I've seen it at least a dozen times. And every Mm -hmm. time I see it, I see something that I didn't see before because there are so many little details because they know you're going to watch it over and over and over again and that there's going to be something new every time. And I just really appreciate how smart it is and all the details. And again, like voice acting is tremendous and the comedy is so much fun. It's solid A. Yeah. It it's an A for me too. I'm gonna keep it rolling. I'm not gonna try to to buck the trend on this one. Yeah, this is triple A rated for sure. I I agree with everything you guys have said. It it is just when they talk about movies that are entertaining for kids but also entertaining for adults, this is one that definitely is that. Um and I want Pixar to get back to doing that better um yeah. again. 
Um, because I, I think this and up and Wally are movies that are just so amazing and that there's just nothing negative I could say about Ratatouille. So, or Raccoonini. Yeah, that one was a little bit weird. <laughs> in that one, the guy couldn't do anything without controlling it. I saw that, he had to get out. on there and pull his hair. And anyway, I hadn't heard anything about it. Like I did not know that that was going to be in there. And so when she's like Raccoonie, and then they show the the raccoon and the hat, I was just laughing so hard. I'm like, oh my gosh! I yeah. think it's because there are so many things in that movie that you have to experience for the first time. So every time I tell someone to see it, I don't want to tell them right. like what's going on, except for just like the hot dog hands, like those it. hot dog fingers. Just watch out for it. It's you it's do have weird. to warn people, I think, about that. And they'll I, know, you can warn them, but they don't even know until they, they don't see even, it. They, they, I, yep. I'm just glad we don't live in the hot dog finger universe because I don't be think rough. I can handle it. That I mean, we rough. wouldn't know any better. But with you, but those who bite their nails, they wouldn't bite their nails. Because they would just chew on their fingertips. But then yeah. you get hot dog. All I mean, right. But does it grow back? <laughs> <laughs> Ratatouille is great. Hot dog hands, not so much. But the Remy Ride in Epcot is also an A for me. Go check that one out. It's 3D. It's a little car dark ride, but yet it's film screens and it's 3D and it's just adorable. Yeah. And then get it, yourself a little wrap. It's one of those trackless ones, isn't it? Like Rise yeah. of the Resistance. Yeah. yeah, it's trackless. And then right outside of that, you can get yourself a crepe. You can go to the Chefs de France, which I went to. Um, for lunch, so Epcot See, Paris is, is quite nice. Go to Epcot, you're a world traveler. See, there you go. Yep, that's how it works. That's how it works. All right, we would love to hear what you think about Remy and Ratatouille. Let us know in the comments below. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, tell us your favorite Pixar movie. There we go. We'll have you comment your favorite Pixar movie, uh, because we want to know what that is. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us everywhere on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Uh, we would love to hear from you in any of those places as well. And we appreciate you listening. And until next time, we won't see you at the movies. Da, 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 da. This has been an Age of Geek media production. 